Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Eddie Hearn in Phoenix, Arizona. Eddie, how's the, the trip been from San Francisco to here? Were you out golfing yesterday in Scottsdale? I played golf yesterday. It was very pleasant, actually. Um, lovely place, lovely climate, don't you, don't you feel? Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, feeling good. Ready for the fight. A bit tired, to be honest with you. It's a big week last week, and we got obviously got Saudi next week, but we'll be refreshed Saturday night, ready to go. Big card here in Phoenix. Talk to me a little bit about that day of reckoning video, mate. Unbelievable, yeah. wasn't it? It was. I mean, you know, I, four times I returned back to the makeup trailer for more zombie, because every time I come out, they said I wasn't zombie enough. The problem was... Obviously, when you're so attractive, it's very difficult to look like a zombie, no matter what you have done to your face. And they were basically just coming out and saying, you're too handsome to be a zombie. So they had to keep sending me back to the trailer. It's actually a true story. You look a bit like a zombie today, to be fair. Maybe it's just a tiredness. Thanks, mate. You look well. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Obviously, we need to get straight on to a few things. First of all, Mike Coppinger yesterday's reports of AJ Wilder, March 9th. True. No. no discussions with Saudi oh, yeah, on that? Of course, everyone knows there's discussions. Nothing signed on that fight. Um, yes, we want to get it done. No, we haven't signed yet. So that's where we are. In terms of getting it done, is it going to be March 9th if they both do come through the 23rd? I think, I think uh, you know, if they both win on 23rd, if they're both fit to go back into camp quite soon, there is a chance that it could happen in March, yes. On the back of that, there's been some comments from Deontay Wilder on an IFL TV interview. I don't know if you've seen it, where he said that he believes Anthony Joshua is mentally weak. What's your thoughts on that? All these people, like Deontay Wilder came to London for the press conference. He couldn't have been more pleasant to Anthony Joshua. I mean, when he says, you know, he wouldn't look me in the eye, he wouldn't do this. I mean, they basically asked Wilder about Joshua and Wilder said, oh, I totally respect Anthony. Oh, it's great. You know, hopefully we can all get... And then obviously now it's like, yeah, he was scared. He's mentally weak. It's all a load of rubbish, really. I mean, I've never seen anyone psychoanalyzed more than Anthony Joshua. Like, you know, is, is, is Deontay Wilder mentally weak? He hasn't boxed for... He's done half a round in about two years. 
you know, when he comes out and starts accusing Tyson Fury of all this glove stuff and posting these videos, is he mentally weak? I've no idea. It's a fight at the end of the day. I don't believe any of them are mentally weak. Um, but all that matters is December 23rd. You know, because we can talk about this fight. And yeah, it's my job to try and get that fight made. But if, if they don't win on the 23rd, it's totally irrelevant. So that's where the focus lies. We've seen an interview from Cala today to say officially Conor Bank, Chris Eubank Jr. is off. He said there was problems with the commercial discussion on it. Can you just elaborate on that? Yeah, what he means is he couldn't get a deal done with Eubank. I mean, that's the bottom line, you know. What was the issue with Chris Eubank Jr.? Delusion. I mean, Connor thinks, to be fair to Connor, Connor said to me, I don't think he'll take the fight. And I said, why? He said, because I don't think he'll want to lose to me. And I don't think he'll want to lose to a welterweight. And I, I didn't share his opinion because I've seen the offer. And it's so much money. It's three times more money than Eubank has ever made, probably more, and three times more money than he'll get for any other fight. So I just expected him to do it. But he didn't. And, I, you know, I still think the fight may happen, but Connor's going to fight. And he's so frustrating, honestly. Like, How close like, were you to getting this done? I mean, it, like, the offer's so much more than the first fight offer. And... You know, when, when someone says it's twice as big now, that means you have to sell have double the gate and double the pay-per-view buys. It's not twice as big, but it's massive. And it's just, you know, it's hard having a conversation with someone that actually, like, and this is what I go back to about boxing. You could have a conversation with a fighter, right? You, who really doesn't know what they're talking about, telling a fighter, yeah, I reckon, yeah, I'm just, 10 million for that fight, I reckon, yeah. And then the fighter goes, yeah, yeah, because I spoke to old Colm from Tipperary, or, or you know, or what's the other one? That you always accuse me of being... Macrofelt. Macrofelt, yeah. And, you know, and uh, he says it's worth 10 mil. Okay, fucking great. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah. Connor feels that Eubank is, doesn't want the fight because he's scared. I don't necessarily go along with that, but it is weird. Really weird. So, Feb 3... No fight, and uh, we're we're on the I'm not saying the verge, but we're close to agreeing Connor's next fight, which will be announced next week. So Connor's next fight is it going to go February third? Still, obviously not the stadium. Then? Yeah, it was going to go Jan twenty seventh, but because uh, Mungia's going twenty seventh, we we'll go Feb three. In the UK or US? Undecided. Undecided. Likely opponent. Who he fights? Boutanis. I don't think so. I mean, Devin wants to fight. We're discussing with Devin, but I think it's going to come too early for Devin. Not in his career, but date-wise. Connor wants that fight. Devin wants that fight. And I think I think we're going to make that fight, but maybe not for February 3rd. Barrios? Love that fight. Is that potentially the one Las Vegas, Connor Ben? Maybe. Just the priority is to get him to fight. He wants the biggest fight out there. That's our job, so... We'll make sure we get we get him moving because we can't fuck around wasting for time, waiting for time wasters. So frustrating. I spoke to Bozy Ennis. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the clip, but he basically said they were deep in discussions with yourselves um, to sign Boots. What's the situation there? Are you going to sign Boots, Ennis? We've been talking to Bozy and Boots for years, really. Um, I've said in a recent interview, you know, I just feel that that kid could be a superstar. You know, ability-wise, he's got it all. You just got to build his profile. You got people 
You've got to let people see his personality. You've got to build him in Philadelphia and beyond. But there's a lot of building to do with Boots Ennis. Even though he's maybe the best welterweight in the world, I think actually he probably is right now. Um, but we would love to sign him, but nothing official yet. We've seen you at the Golden Boy offices. Was there a meeting with Oscar De La Hoya there, or was it just Eric not Gomez? With, not with Oscar, but with Eric Gomez and some of the team. Um, obviously, we're doing a lot of business together. We've got Mungia Ryder over the line. And we should be, and we were, talking about Haney against Garcia. You know, one of the biggest fights in boxing, both with the zone. So we're working on the numbers for that fight and see what's next. What do you make of Chantel Cameron's comments about Yeti? Um, I, I suppose that you would take something like that a bit personal. Yeah, I wasn't happy. I mean, no, Chantel's, I like Chantel a lot. You know, she she never seems to be happy with the job we've done. And I, sometimes we sit down and I say, you know, we got you a world title fight behind closed doors, which was very difficult to do. You won that, and then we got you a, a defence in Las Vegas um, at Mandalay Bay, um, or MGM, wherever it was. And then I created a tournament just for you to get you undisputed. Then, in that first fight, Dillian White pulled out, and I kept the show on to headline with you at the O2, costing me several hundred thousand pounds of losses on to keep the show on. And then the tournament fell through because Kaylee Reese effectively retired. Then I got you a voluntary defence, which you know was was difficult to put on. And then I got you an undisputed shot in Abu Dhabi um, against Jessica McCaskill for a lot of money. And then I got you two life and career and legacy defining fights with Katie Taylor back to back. I mean, made millions of pounds. And I don't know what else we can do. Now, throughout the whole fight. When, it, when you talk about me jumping up and down and celebrating, I never jumped up and down and celebrated once. Throughout the whole fight, I didn't move. I didn't cheer anybody on. When the decision was announced, I didn't show any emotion. I didn't jump up and down. What I did do was I gave an emotional speech to the Irish fans with Katie Taylor after the fight. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a very emotional time for thousands of Irish people and one of the greatest victories for Irish sport of all time. Um... So I was disappointed with the comments. I really was. And, um, you know, I don't know what else we can do for giving a time after time, life-changing money, legacy fights, undisputed fights, headlining fights, Vegas fights. Like, but I don't know. She, You know, if she feels that... And it, obviously, I have a close relationship with Katie Taylor. I've been with her from the start. She's the whole reason that we are where we are in women's boxing. And I was pleased for her. And when... Cameron won the first fight, I was pleased for Chantel. But, you know, and I was crying after the first fight. I wasn't crying at all. It's a fight. I don't, once the fight's over, it's over. We move on to the next week. Um, you know, that referee, when she says about why would you let a referee referee a fight who who no one's ever heard of, that referee's done like over a dozen world title fights. And by the way, the officials are announced prior. If your team don't like an official, you can lobby to have that official changed or removed. So her team was well aware of the officials. No one said anything pre-fight. But it's not worth a back and forward. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a, a sit down at some point. But I was very disappointed with the interview. Am I reading in too much to the fact that she's on an MVP show this week? Contractually, is she still with Matram? Yeah. Could she potentially be signing with Jake Paul? Because that's a bit of a no, weird combination, got, though. No, she still has a contract with us. And obviously, we want to make the um, Katie Taylor fight. Um, 
if if everybody's sensible with the numbers, we'll I believe we'll get that trilogy made. And there's no hard feelings between me and Chantel. You know, I, I watched the interview and I was just like, wow. But it's boxing, and you know, we don't we don't have to all you know go out and have mince pies together. But we we want to do good business together, and I'm very proud of the job we've done for Chantel. I think we've changed her life. I think we've, no one else has done a job or delivered her the fights we could have done. Financially, again, set for life. There you go. Edward, I think you're being ushered to another interview, so I'll let you go in and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.